space for you to come and have time. Good morning, Zion. Bless the Lord, all my soul and all that's within me. Bless his holy name. Uh, This is the day the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. I hope many of you are able to come and pick up uh, your communion packet of Sunday school books that we prepare to kick off Sunday school today at 11.30 to call in and then break bread together uh, first Sunday in uh, July. Uh, so we just thank God uh, for his grace and his mercy. Uh, and as we continue to find ways to fellowship and encourage and, and break bread with one another. Uh, as we prepare to receive his word uh, this morning to, to worship him and bless him, uh, let us take a moment to forget about ourselves and concentrate on him and to acknowledge him, adore him and worship him in a moment of prayer as we open up our hearts to receive his uh, word. Uh, let us pray together. Mighty God, we thank you for just one more day in your presence. Uh, we thank you for your grace and your mercy. Fill us up, almighty God with more of you and less of us, uh, that we can walk in your light and walk in obedience of your truth. Uh, May your word uh, be hidden in our heart that we might not sin against you. Bless us, Lord, this moment that we might see Jesus and walk in obedience according to your will, to being the mighty women and men of God you've called us to be. In Jesus' name, Lord, we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us this morning as we continue on walking through finding joy uh, in the midst of our situations as we study this book, this uh, Philippians, this letter of Paul to the church in Philippi, uh, a prison epistle that he writ, that he wrote when he was in Roman prison. And now we are moving to the end of the second chapter, building up to the to the latter part, the summary of this letter to the third and the fourth um, chapter. So as we get to the second chapter, we pick up where Paul has mentioned Timothy early in the beginning of this letter as a co-labor and partner with him in this ministry. And then he's also now going to mention another friend uh, who the Philippians sent uh, to be a messenger, to give him a message and give him hope and help in Epaphroditus. And so we're going to talk about these two characters and how um, we ought to be role models on how as a role model, your character speaks for yourself and then how we can be great role models is that we truly do more than what we say. In the essence, that saying is one thing, but doing is another thing. So we're going to talk about how our actions uh, should be reflecting of the light we live, that as we are living as citizens, as we are walking out this life as citizens of heaven, being disciples of Christ, uh, that our message should be demonstrated in our lives. Just as we echo these words, may we demonstrate it uh, in our actions. So we're going to talk about and reflect on how Paul speaks of the actions of Timothy and Epaphroditus and how others can testify um, of their actions. And so then in mind, when I think about how one person can make a difference and how you can be the one uh, to make the difference. And, and for that, dealing with a story, some might be familiar with this. Some believe it to be true. Uh, there's. Uh, some have it maybe as a legend or a myth, or maybe it did apply, uh, but there's very little evidence to prove this fact. And so what we're going to talk about is that um, Alfred Noble uh, was known as the Dynamite King. 
and he holds 355 patents. Uh, he holds patents for designs for nitroglycerin detonators, blasting caps, and smokeless gunpowder called um, and dynamite. Legend has it that his brother passed away and died in France in 1888 that he read on the obituary that had his name on it. And so thanks to poor reporting, at least one French newspaper believed that it was Alfred who had perished and it, proce and it proceeded to write a scathing obituary that branded him the merchant of death who had grown rich by developing new ways to mutilate and kill. There's no evidence of the scathing obituary, Merchant of Death, but it could have influenced Alfred Noble to become more interested in his posthumous reputation that he wrote, um, that he rewrote his last will and bequeathed the most of his fortune to call uh, to a cause that would change the that would change and remove the opportunity of someone to write such a obituary about his life. And so therefore, the actions of Alfred Nobel gave us the Nobel Peace Prize. And, and so pointing out that it's not too late to change your story and set example as a good role model. Here it is that the story was written about him possibly, and he's reading it and he's not happy with how his story is being told. And so he changes it up and redoes his will so that when he leaves, he leaves a legacy uh, behind him. And so it encourages us to realize that it's not too late to change your story. Somebody can't be talking about you and may have uh, disparaging things to say about you. But yet you can choose to change your behavior now and that it will change your walk, your life and the legacy you're going to live behind. And so Paul speaks of two people of great character and how they uh, should be welcomed uh, by the people of Philippi. And we, too, should live a life um, and live and walk out a life that we, too, can be welcomed um, and be received uh, by the people we help and the people we minister to. And so let us look at our text, uh, Philippians 2nd chapter, verses 19 to 3rd, and see how we can be the one uh, to make the difference uh, and be as these two characters Paul mentions here in his letter. New Living Translation reads this way. If the Lord Jesus is willing, I hope to send Timothy to you soon for a visit. Then he can cheer me up by telling me how you are getting along. I have no one else like Timothy who genuinely cares about you, your welfare and all the other all the other cares. All the others care only for themselves and not for what matters to Jesus Christ. But you know how Timothy has proved himself like a son with his father. He has served with me in preaching the good news. I hope to send him to you just as soon as I find out what is going to happen to me here. And I have confidence from the Lord that I myself will come to see you soon. Meanwhile, I thought I should send Epaphroditus back to you. He is a true brother, a co-worker and a fellow soldier. And he was your messenger to help me in my need. I am sending him because he has been longing to see you. And he was very distressed that you heard he was ill. And he certainly was ill. In fact, he almost died. But God had mercy on him and also on me so that I would not have one sorrow after another. So I am all the more anxious to send him back to you, for I know you will be glad to see him. And then I will not be a, I will not be so worried about you. Welcome him in the Lord's love and with great joy and give him the honor that people like him deserve. For he risked his life for the work of Christ. 
and he was at the point of death. While doing for me what you couldn't do from afar away. And so when I highlight these two characters, Paul mentions uh, Timothy and Epaphroditus as role models to follow, as role models whose character speaks for themselves and the quality uh, that Paul is excited that should be celebrated and should be honored uh, for the work they're doing for the kingdom of God. And he speaks about quality about Timothy. And in, in verse 22, he highlights that, you know, how Timothy has proved himself. And so he says that Timothy is like a son um, working with him, the father in his ministry and a partner in the preaching of this um, gospel. And so he's pointing out that his character speaks for himself. He has proved himself that you saw that he is uh, worthy, saw the quality and the conduct uh, of his character. And that's the situation that we live in now that we can post things on, on social media. We can write things out. But also people are going to see, will I see that in action? Will I see that walked out? Uh, here's a situation now, right, that we're showing empathy uh, for the movement. Uh, but yet also we have people that are also be apathetic uh, about the movement. And so the action comes to place that am I making action or am I just making noise? Am I just talking about it or I'm going to be about it. And so in the kingdom of God that we cannot say I love my neighbor, but my actions do not show love. We have to walk it out. We have to live it out. We have to make this truly a testament of our lives being transformed by the kingdom of God and walking according to his will. And so when we walk in this out, Paul speaks of Timothy's character to the church uh, as, as one they know about him, one that he cares about them. They know him. And also that he has qualities and that shows them that he is a person of character, one to be trusted and to be honored. And and these qualities uh, kind of echo what Paul mentioned early in chapter two, verses one through four, when it reads this. Is there any encouragement from belonging to Christ, any comfort from his love, any fellowship together in the spirit? Are your hearts tender and compassionate? Then make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other, loving one another and working together with one mind and purpose. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking others as better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others, too. And he highlights that about Paul, that what he says that others are looking out for their own interests, but Timothy is looking out and cares about your best interest. So when Paul is writing this letter to them, he's sending them an example of what this looks like, how to model this attitude of humility, this attitude of unity and the qualities that is involved of being selfless and caring for others above yourselves. And so that's why he says in verse 25, says, meanwhile, I thought I should send Epaphroditus back to you. He is a true brother a co-worker and a fellow soldier. And he was your message that helped me in my need. And so he can't send Timothy yet, but he says, I will send Epaphroditus to you to be a role model, to be an example, because his actions speak louder than words. And so how Timothy and Epaphroditus are being great examples, how they should be welcomed um, back into the church of Philippi. And so here's a situation that how we are welcomed back in our community, right? When we make differences, when we when we do good things, people want to welcome you back. They want to celebrate you and, and they want to honor you for the work. And so the kingdom of God 
is basically how we need to usher in God's presence by by being the ambassadors, by setting the example of what healing looks like, what forgiveness looks like, so that when we come in, people welcome us in. And then what it gives us opportunity to share this truth with others and continue to soften hearts and change minds and that they be open for the work of the Holy Spirit. And so when we are allowing God work in us, people see that they welcome us into their house, they welcome us into their lives. And now we can speak love. We can speak power. We can speak truth in their lives by, by when we are submitting ourselves to the spirit of God and humbly serving and living as women and men of godly character and conduct. And so Paul points out our Timothy is not like the others. That he shows godly character. He desires to follow Christ and demonstrates this action. So Timothy lives his life for all to see. And Paul points this out that you you've seen it. It's been proven that he's a man of character, a person of character. And so when we walk our, our lives, it's going to be easy for others to maybe talk about. You, but also you will have others that will defend you to say, I know this person's conduct. I know this person's character. Uh, sort of like how when you're applying for a job, you want to go to people that will speak for your character. That'll be good references that can justify and say, I know this person will be good for the job. I know this person uh, will be a blessing and an asset to your company or to your organization because I know their, their leadership qualities. I know their character. I know who they are. And those are the ones you want to negate. Those who might have some scathing and negative things about you that may only know part of your story, but they don't know your whole story. And so when you are allowing God to work in because he's rewriting your story, the Bible says he's the author and the finisher of our faith. So when we submit to God, he's allowing us to be changed, to be transformed, that we can be the better ones, the better, the better version of ourselves by his grace. And his mercy. And so when we are allowing God to work in us and through us, right, as he who's begun a good work will complete it to the coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, Philippians 1 and 6. We're allowing God to say, finish me, complete me as he's working on us, working through us, that we can be changed agents and be role models uh, that sets the difference, that we can be the one to set the tone, to set the atmosphere, to make the difference, because we're allowing what God is doing in us to be exemplified by our obedience. And I want to point out about Timothy's character where Paul points that says, you know for yourself how Timothy has proved himself. And, and here's the thing. People like to see evidence of your character. He wants to do it. And Paul affirms his work with him in the gospel. So Paul's his reference. So not only Paul's saying that you've seen his evidence, but I'm his reference of his good work. And Paul's word means something, right? Oftentimes when you have to give a reference, you have to give someone of a professional besides personal friend that can have some kind of validity uh, behind their statements. So Paul, who they know has validity behind his affirmation of Timothy. And here's the greatest affirmation that we have is that God calls us his children. There's no greater blessing to know that he calls us his own, that he knows our name. And he calls on us. And so the joy of walking in obedience to the spirit of God gives us the, the great boast and the, the, and the encouragement to walk out this truth in the midst of criticism. And that's why the blessing comes from the blessing of those who are persecuted for my name's sake, 
for great is your reward in heaven. And so when we're striving and working for the kingdom of God and people might be coming against us, uh, we can recite great is he that is in us than he that is in the world. And the people are looking for role models. They're looking for people to be changed. They're looking for people to be uh, revolutionary and transformational in their actions and in their thoughts. Because we're seeing the same old, same old, but yet can we bring forth light in this dark world? Will you be the bearer of light? Will you be the one that's going to light the torch and start and bring forth the change in these men? Will you be the first one to give forth that push to get the memento rolling? Because you can be the one. One can make the difference. And so here it is the aspect that Paul realized that I want to send him back to you, Papyrus, and, and send him because he wants to know that he's going to come soon. And so, but yet Paul realized that before he can send Timothy, he has to send Papyrus because Timothy's waiting with Paul till he finds out uh, the outcome of his case, it says. So I hope to send him to you just as soon as I found out what is going to happen to me here. And I have confidence from the Lord that I myself will come to see you soon. And so Paul is encouraged that he's going to see them soon. But yet he realized that he has to wait on the Lord, wait on this trial, this court case to go through. But in the meantime, I'm going to send you a role modeling Paphroditus who was sick and almost died. But yet he is healthy and he misses you and he wants to see you and, and welcome him back in love because he did for me what you could not do because you are far so you sent him uh, near and so we want so you he wants them to be welcome in the lord's love so i want to highlight this about a role model about this so we looked at the story right of alfred noble possibly uh, reading a scathing obituary about how he lived his life being a merchant of death that now he's been now he rewrote his will after reading that obituary, legend has it, and now he left what we know now, the Nobel Peace Prize that recognizes great contribution uh, and for humanitarian work uh, in the world. And so this one life was rewritten with a new story because one person can make the difference. And the same is true in your life. Uh, if you are writing your story right now, uh, would you be happy uh, with the view and the end of others might put on it? Or do you have an opportunity right now to say, I can uh, change my story. I can change how it's going to end. I can make a difference right where I am. And so in this aspect, I want to highlight about role models being sent to make the difference. Paul is sending Epaphroditus and they're waiting for Timothy to come uh, to further to establish and, and build this up. And look at verse 29 and verse 30 says, welcome him in the Lord's love. And with great joy and give him the honor that people like him deserve. For he risked his life for the work of Christ. And he was at the point of death while doing for me what you could not do from far away. Paul speaking about Epaphroditus coming to him. But notice the, the verbiage here I want to highlight as we get ready to conclude this message. This says, says that just as Paul sent this letter ahead of Epaphroditus' return, he is letting them know, I'm giving you a message to be open to receive who I am sending to you and the work that he has done. And, and, and as I'm reading that, I'm thinking about how we too are in anticipation of receiving a person that we have been reading about. 
We got our Bible and we read our word, which is a message sent to us to tell us of the love that someone has for us. We know this love in John 3:16 says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whomsoever believeth in our parents will have everlasting life. And we understand about the work of this love that no greater love than this, than a man to lay his life down for another. And we understand that this love was awesome because love never fails, that love can even defeat death. Uh, Jesus laid his life down for us. He was bruised. He was beaten for us, but he defeated the grave and defeated death by rising on the third day and is now, hallelujah, exalted and seated at the right hand of God. But here it is, though. We're waiting for him to come back and we can receive him and see him as he is. But while we're waiting, on him coming back, as Paul mentioned in his letter, we still got to walk out our lives. We still got to live as role models, bearers of lights, reflecting humility and heart and an attitude of service so that God can be magnified and glorified for all we say and we do. As we're waiting for him to come, we got work to do. And don't look to your left, don't look to your right, but look in the mirror. Point to yourself and say, all right, God, begin with me. I'm going to be the one to make the change. And you might find others join in with you, hallelujah. And then that's going to be more power working in that direction. And so I'm going to encourage you to understand that God has given you everything that you need to make a difference. You can be the change. You can be the use. I don't care your age, whether you might be zero to a hundred. It does not matter. God can use you. We need to make up our mind and say, Lord, here I am. I'm available to you. And so I'm encourage you to be that change, be that person to make that change, be the one that's going to make a difference, whether it be in a room, whether it be in your office space, maybe be in your neighborhood. But be the one and make the difference. Thank you so much. God loves you. And remember, Jesus loves you. And so do I. Until we meet again, uh, please continue to uh, get on Zion's website and continue information. Those who are uh, about we will celebrate communion come first Sunday uh, in July. Uh, we'll be doing Sunday school uh, through phone conference. Uh, and so I hope you got that information. Not check Zion's app and Zion's calendar. Uh, we have the information there to join. And so thank you so much for joining. God bless you. And until we meet again, may he keep you.